Hey, Digital Podcaster fam, you are watching or listening to part three of the Profitable Podcasting Foundations. This is taken from a talk that I gave to a private group of entrepreneurs and uh, podcasters, marketers, um, and people that don't have a podcast yet that are thinking about starting a podcast but want to know the best practices. This is a fire hose of information. If you haven't already caught up on the past two episodes to get here, I would highly recommend going back and listening to those two. A lot of information packed in a short amount of time. So I hope you enjoy. Hold on to your seats <laughs> and let's dive into this episode. This is the show for creative entrepreneurs who have a message to share and want to live a life of freedom. Learn how to grow your network and net worth. Hear from exciting guests and more. My name is Dylan Schmidt and welcome to Digital Podcaster. So how do you convert listeners to clients? Because there's not like a link, right? If you're driving, you're listening to a podcast, you've got that going on. Like it's not like social media where you can hit a tap, like they're already used to tapping. Oftentimes it's not an ad, for example, you don't have their email address. Like you don't, you, people come across your podcast and they don't have to give you any information other than, and you don't actually get a lot of information about them. Like the stats for podcasting behind the scenes are rather vague and only get more vague with iPhone or phone like privacy getting stricter. The stats we have, it's people will obsess over numbers and stuff because on social media, we're so used to being able to see the analytics of every little thing down to the minute, down to the hour of when our followers are most active and things like that. With podcasts, it's more vague, which to me feels a little bit more healthy in some ways. I like the just publish it and just keep going. You know, it just feels like a it's a slower paced form of media because you have more time, but also slower paced of like the creator of it. You don't get that dopamine hit of like you released it and all of a sudden it's like the likes are pouring in, the notifications are pouring in. It doesn't have that, which I love. How do you convert listeners to clients? It's rather simple, but I got some cool things if, if you're not aware of them. So call to actions. And I, I should have said call to action. One call to action is going to be more effective than two or three because People just can only hold so much in their head. And if you have one clear call to action, I would say just use that. But sometimes people will throw in a couple and it looks different for every episode or every every podcast goal. Um, but if you were in a launch, for example, and you were like driving towards a certain sell of a product, well, yeah, you want to push towards that. You don't want to convolute it with any other call to action, really. And what's cool about that and what you can do with Buzzsprout, for example, is you can have this thing called dynamic ads. So what dynamic ads are is you can change the ad in your episode without having to change the actual episode content. So what that means is if I recorded an ad, say like a 30 second ad of, hey, welcome to you're listening to Digital Podcaster. My name is Dylan Schmidt. Before we dive into today's episode, I just want you to know that I have a brand new training inside Podcasting Academy. It's all about blah, 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 blah. Go to podcastingacademy.com to check it out. And I could even include dates like during the month of June. And because oftentimes before, if without doing dynamic ads, anything you include in the episode can't be altered, right? You could change the recording, all that extra work. But if you just keep the recording of itself, the episode itself without doing the ads and then adding the ads in later, it doesn't require any extra editing. Using something like Buzzsprout, you could just record the ad separately, add it in there. And then when you have a new one, so say during July, I'm like, oh, I have a different sale. Then I record that sale for June or July, and then I just replace the June one. So now all my episodes, I get to choose, but 
theoretically, if I choose all of them, all of my past episodes and future episodes will have my July ad. So come August, if I didn't change that out, it would still have the July ad, but I can update that as I go. So it's really cool because before you would have to just like, all right, this is the ad that's going in the episode in the future. Like I'm most likely not going to change this in three years. I'm not going to change this. But now you can change an episode from five years ago by just inserting a dynamic ad. Uh, Your listener doesn't know they're listening to a dynamic ad. It just sounds like a part of the episode. It's rather simple, but but is really useful. And then including a link in the show notes. So when looking at a podcast, for example, or when listening to a podcast in the like on a Spotify, for example, it shows the art of the image of the show, show the title, it'll show the name of the podcast. And then there's the show notes or the episode description. There's tomato, tomato, but I'll just call it the show notes for this. And it's just a brief description of the show, typically a paragraph that gets someone interested in listening to the episode. Research shows, studies show, episode description or show notes, we'll call it, is the second biggest driver to someone clicking an episode that they haven't listened to yet. First is the episode title and then the show notes. So show notes are important and you want it to drive towards someone listening to the episode, but you can also include links in there. So when you have the call to action and your dynamic ads can also include dynamic links. So if you're calling for some June special and on Buzzsprout, at least you could add in like some text that's like during the month of June, click here to sign up for this. You can change that automatically so you don't have to go back through every show notes for every episode, too. So that changes as well, which is really handy. And then, um, like I I said, like one clear call to action per episode is ideal. Uh, It's just going to be more effective. It's common courtesy when you have a guest on to give a bit of a call to action of, hey, if you'd like to learn more about Heather please visit the show notes and her information is provided there. And then a little kind of a thing that you'd normally do for an ad for your own stuff. I think it's a great best practice show of respect and common courtesy to do that for your guests as well and include the links in the show notes as well. I think that is good. All right, that wraps up this three-part series on Profitable Podcasting Foundations. I hope you enjoyed this. If there was any part over the past three episodes that stood out to you, any aha moments, I'd be super curious if you could message me and share and let me know. I thrive and live for the type of feedback where you go, oh, that was something that was new to me or I haven't looked at it from this angle. That stuff helps me a lot. So I appreciate that. I'm grateful for you listening. Other than that, I will see you soon.